What is up, everyone? Todd File here from Double FM Sports. It's been a while, guys. It's been like a solid two weeks since you've heard from me last. And part of that is because I have been working on this podcast, actually. Been doing a lot of number crunching here, and I am super excited to bring this to you. So without further ado, let's just get into it. Um, in this episode, we're going to be breaking down like literally the entire history of the NBA. Okay, maybe not all of it, but basically what I'm going to do is I am going to go team by team for all of the current NBA franchises as well as all of the ABA franchises that didn't make it to the NBA. Um, And for all of these teams, I compiled all-time teams. So... 10 guys, two point guards, two shooting guards, two small forwards, two power forwards, and two centers. Pretty simple. You got your starters, you got your bench. I did that for every single one of these teams. And then I took their stats from what I would consider their best season with that team, um, or at least the one that would be most helpful to the overall team, because, you know, there, there are some times where. I'll pick a guy who didn't put up as many points in one season as he did in another, but he put up like three more assists or something, um, which would be more valuable to the team because maybe the team doesn't have as many assists, but it's got a lot of productive scores. Anyway, then what I did is I essentially took the ratio of minutes played per game and I figured out essentially what the floor time was as, as a decimal for each of these guys and then multiplied it by their efficiency, that sort of thing. So at the end of the day, for each one of these teams, I get an all-time team that shows me their stats throughout an 82-game season. And we're assuming here that each of these guys plays 82 games, which is... I know, unrealistic, but this whole thing is unrealistic. Let's be real here. So anyway, um, but I, I managed to count to account for, you know, all-stars playing with all-stars. Like we're talking about all of these all-time greats. They're obviously going to have to share the ball. Um, so that's what I did. So none of these stats are real, but they're based off of real stats. Um so, yeah, let's dig right into that. Um, I apologize in advance. This is going to be a pretty long episode because, you know, there's like 40 teams to go through. Actually, I think 38. And then after that, I'm going to go over like statistical leaders and how the teams shape up in their respective, not divisions, but their uh, their conferences. So, yeah, this this is going to be a while. So we'll start out here uh, with the Atlanta Hawks, and I'm just going to break down the roster here. So as with any of these, these are who I think um, are the greatest of all time for these teams. You can disagree with me. That's fine. Um, But as far as as stats, this is who I'm going with. Uh, I also put a little bit more of a priority on, um, on time with the team. Nothing crazy, um, but I went with guys who are more like 
recognizable with that team than just outright scoring uh, at times. And I tried not to have guys where they only spent a year with the team and then left. But in some cases, especially in the ABA, because it's so volatile, I had to do that. Anyway, Atlanta Hawks. So your two point guards are Trey Young from 2019, so this past season, and Lenny Wilkins, um, former coach and former player who's in the Hall of Fame uh, in 1967. So Lenny Wilkins is your starter here playing about 25 minutes. Trey is playing about 22. Your shooting guards, uh, your starting shooting guard is actually Joe Johnson from um, 2006, backed up by Pete Maravich, but they're splitting time pretty uh, evenly here. Same thing with Lou Hudson and Dominique Wilkins. Uh, both of those guys are playing around 25 minutes a game. And um, Lou Hudson has a little bit of an edge over Dominique. But Dominique is one of the highest scorers on this team. He's actually the second highest uh, on a per game uh, basis. But he's actually more efficient than the number one scorer, which I'll get to in a second. So then power forward, you have uh, Paul Millsap splitting time with Dan Roundfield. Uh, Millsap, of course, coming from 2016 to 2017, and Roundfield coming from 80 to 81. Then centers, you have Bob Pettit, who is the aforementioned uh, scoring leader, and Dikembe Mutombo. And I put Dikembe in here over other guys. Like I think Tree Rollins was up for grabs, but I was like, aside from the Nuggets, when I think of Dikembe Mutombo, I think of the Atlanta Hawks, you know, early nineties. I mean, this guy was what, like a three, four time defensive player of the year. I'm going to fact check myself. Um, but I mean, he was, he practically owned the all defensive team. Yeah. He was a four time defensive player of the year, three time block champ, six time all defensive team. I mean, you need a guy like that, even if he's only putting up nine points a game. So there's your lineup there. We'll move on to the Celtics. And I'm going to be honest, the Celtics kind of underwhelmed me, um, which those aren't two words that I think should ever be put in a sentence. But I don't know. This didn't sit well with me. Um, And part of the reason is this. The Celtics have a lot of power coming from the 60s and the early 70s. And that's important because I'm going off of stats here. And there are a bunch of stats that are incomplete depending on which time period you're on. So for example, the three point line didn't come around until 1978, 79. So there are only three guys on this team who even played or not necessarily even played, but have seasons in here with, um, with the three point line. So obviously your three-point shooting is going to be down. And then you look at um, steals and blocks. Didn't get recorded until the early to mid-70s. It might have been like 74. So you have these guys like you know Bob Cousy with no steals and no blocks, or more importantly, Bill Russell with no blocks, which is ridiculous. He's one of the most prolific blockers of all time. But he doesn't get the credit for it because no one was recording blocks. So again, that's a disclaimer. 
That's why these stats don't exactly look the same. Anyway, as I said, you have Bob Cousy at point guard, um, and as well as JoJo White. And actually, JoJo White is playing like a minute and a half more than Cousy per game, but they're splitting time pretty evenly here. Then you have uh, Bill Sharman and Sam Jones. So out of the four guys I've just named, all of them are Hall of Famers. Then you have John Havlicek, another Hall of Famer at small forward, followed by Paul Pierce, the 10-time All-Star who will be a Hall of Famer. Then power forward, Larry Bird and Kevin McHale. Again, two Hall of Famers. And I know you guys are screaming at me because you're like, Larry Bird was a small forward. And yes, I get that. But he also played power forward. Um, actually, he I want to say he played it pretty often. Um, yeah, Larry Bird spent his first five seasons as a power forward and then moved to a small forward. So you can say what you want. I'm playing him at power forward. And if I didn't, it would mean no Paul Pierce or no John Havlicek, either or. Anyway, then you got Kevin McHale, the guy who actually played power forward like his entire career. Um, and then, as I said, Bill Russell uh, is your starting center, and he is backed up. And when I say backed up, I mean backed up. Like, Russell's playing 27 minutes a game, and his backup's playing not even 20. Um, and his backup, of course, is Robert Parrish, who, oddly enough, is putting up three more points a game than Bill Russell uh, in eight less minutes. But at the same time, you know, Bill Russell wasn't a scoring machine. He was, you know, he was a block guy, but um, unfortunately he doesn't get honored for that. Anyway, moving on to the Brooklyn Nets. Now this is our first foray into the NBA because the Nets started out as the New York Americans in the ABA. So you have guys like Rick Berry and Julius Irving, uh, which I think is just amazing. And this team did do terribly. Um, I measured a, a lot by points, but I also used like some fantasy points and that kind of stuff because I think that's a good metric. But uh, just for perspective, the Hawks would be scoring 152 points a game. The Celtics would be scoring 146. And... Um, the Nets would be scoring 144. So pretty comparable to the um, the Boston Celtics. So anyway, enough about the Celtics, the Nets. Uh, your two point guards are Jason Kidd and Darren Williams. Uh, Jason Kidd, the starting point guard, but splitting pretty evenly with Williams. Then Vince Carter is your starting shooting guard, and he's backed up by Mike Newlin. Then Rick Barry playing an insane 29.5 minutes a game. Again, because it's all averaged out with these guys used to having full workloads, is more of a sarcastic insane. But as far as this is concerned, that's that's pretty high up there. Um, so 29 and a half minutes for Rick Barry. He's also the leading scorer on this team. The other small forward is Julius Irving, who is not that far behind in scoring despite playing four less minutes than Rick Berry. Um, then you have Derek Coleman and Buck Williams at power forward. And then your centers are Brooke Lopez and Billy Paltz. Okay, so moving on to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, Hornets, sorry for all of you Hornets fans, which probably there aren't many of you, but... 
the Hornets did not do great. And part of that is because of just time. You know, you have these guys like the Celtics who have been around since the NBA was a thing, or even the Hawks who started out in what Milwaukee area uh, around the same time. Like these guys have been around since the late forties, early fifties. They have time to have legends come through their ranks. The Hornets became a thing in like what the mid eighties. They have a solid, you know, 40 less years to accrue stars. So it's not, unreasonable why you um, you don't have as many stars in this. Anyway, your starting point guard, um, technically speaking, is Muggsy Bogues, uh, although you also have Kemba, uh, Kemba Walker, splitting pretty evenly. Kemba Walker is putting up 17 points a game, um, good for second on the team, while Muggsy is leading the team in assists with about seven. Then uh, your starting shooting guard is Kendall Gill, while Del Curry is coming off the bench like he normally would. Uh, you know, I mean, this guy won six man of the year. Um, anyway, Glenn Rice is your leading scorer for the team, um, starting at small forward, and he's backed up by Gerald Wallace. Then you have Larry Johnson and Anthony Mason, both at power forward playing significant minutes. And then your two centers are Alonzo Mourning and Al Jefferson, whose numbers are pretty similar, honestly. Um, the one thing is Al Jefferson, you know, he's taking more shots a game, but they have the same percentage. So anyway, uh, they'd be putting up about 131 points a game. Moving on to the Chicago Bulls. And these guys were like the Celtics, um, in my view. They underwhelmed me given the fact that they have Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, MVP Derrick Rose, um, Artis Gilmore, Jimmy Butler, Zach Levine. Like, I'm like, how on earth did this happen? The amount of just raw scoring here is not as insane as I thought, actually, now that I look at the numbers. Um, so when I compiled this, you know, I can see everything add up originally uh, before I adjust it. And so unadjusted, if you just add up all the points totals from um, this all-time team, you get about 200 points, which is somewhat under um, what the better teams would have. Um, the other teams are probably going to be closer to like 215. Um, and at the same time, this tells me that these guys are insanely inefficient. Um, yeah, they can put up points, but they need a full game to do it. Now they're not getting the full game. Um, anyway, so Derek Rose is your starting point guard. Zach Levine is coming off the bench. And again, I know what you're saying. You're like, Zach Levine's a shooting guard. I know, I know but he has been known to play point guard. And when you have Jimmy Butler and Michael Jordan on the team, unless you want me to put some no-name point guard in there, I'm going to take Zach Levine and put him down to point guard. Anyway, Michael Jordan and Jimmy Butler uh, are your shooting guards. Jordan is leading the team in points with 23.7. 
Uh, then Scotty Pippen and Chet Walker are your um, your small forwards. Bob Love is your starting power forward, uh, backed up by Dennis Rodman, who puts up an incredibly low four points a game. It's insane. Although he's he's corralling, you know, ten rebounds, which is pretty nice. Um, Anyway, Artis Gilmore is your starting center, barely. Uh, and he is splitting time with Joakim Noah. And yeah, that's all she wrote. So 139 points uh, overall. Again, given what I was expecting from the Bulls, I'm kind of disappointed. Anyway, uh, we move to the Cleveland Cavaliers, staying, of course, in the um, in the Eastern conference um you look at the Cavs, and not a whole lot of memorable names i'm gonna be honest here i mean a lot of good names but like not a whole lot of like it's not like the lakers where they're absolutely loaded um so anyway your starting point guard is mark price uh who's splitting time with kyrie irving even though Kyrie Irving is putting up an extra four points a game in about a minute less. Um, anyway, your starting shooting guard is Austin Carr, um, putting up 14.8 points a game. Austin Carr, of course, being from 1973 to 1974. And your backup is my man, World Be Free. People need to give this man some love because he is insane, and once you look at the Clippers, you'll you'll realize how insane he is. Anyway, small forward, you have LeBron and Campy Russell. Uh, LeBron is leading the team in scoring with about 20. Then you have Larry Nance Sr. Uh, at power forward, backed up by Kevin Love. Then your starting center is Brad Doherty, uh, and he is backed up by the Longtime Cav Zadrunas Ilgaskis from Lithuania. So, all that being said, the Cavs are good for 147 points. Then we go to the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons. Um, starting point guard is, technically speaking, Dave Bing, but he's not that far off from Isaiah Thomas. Both of those guys are putting at somewhat similar numbers. Um, then your starting shooting guard is actually Jerry Stackhouse, uh, just as far as how the time worked out. But you also have Joe Dumars. Um, Stackhouse is putting up more points. Um, he's actually leading the the team in scoring with 18.8. Then uh, your starting small forward is Kelly Tripucka. Um followed by Grant Hill, again, splitting pretty evenly there. Uh, starting power forward is Dennis Rodman, putting up almost, okay, not almost double, but he's putting up six points now instead of where he was at like three and a half with the Bulls, uh, followed by Blake Griffin, who is, you know, a scoring machine. Uh, then you have Hall of Famer Bob Lanier, um, as your your starting center, and you also have Bill Lambeer. So, you know, a decent team. These guys also kind of underwhelm me, to be honest. Um, 137 points a game to their name. Uh, now we move on to the Indiana Pacers, and please don't hate me because I left out um, Paul George. 
Yeah, I know. I just said that. Anyway, um, starting point guard is Freddie Lewis, uh, followed by Vern Fleming. Your starting shooting guard is, of course, Reggie Miller. Uh, and backing him up is Victor Oladipo. Then uh, at small forward, you have Roger Brown and Billy Knight. Uh, Billy Knight is actually second in scoring with about 18 points. Then here's your scorer, your starting power forward, George McGinnis, uh, followed by Jermaine O'Neal, who, despite playing for 23 minutes, is putting up about 16 points a game. Uh, Then you have Mel Daniels back from, I believe, the ABA days. Um, He's your starting center. And then Rick Smits playing the least amount of minutes on this team at 19 uh, is your backup center. So with all that being said and done, the uh, Pacers are scoring about 146 points a game. So then we move on to the Miami Heat, and these guys kind of fall into the same boat as the the, the Charlotte Hornets in that they don't have a whole lot of time. Um, anyway, they, they still muster a decent team. I mean, they're better than the Bulls, and, this, and actually not better than the Celtics. Um, better than the Pistons. But anyway, um, your starting point guard is Tim Hardaway Sr., um, and he's backed up by Goran Dragic. Starting shooting guard is uh, Dwayne Wade, who is leading the team in scoring with about 20, um, which actually seems kind of odd given that you have LeBron. But uh, anyway, he's leading the team in scoring, and he is just barely backed up by Eddie Jones. Uh, Then you have Glenn Rice and LeBron at uh, small forward, splitting pretty even time. Then um, you have Grant Long and Chris Bosh at power forward. And then your two centers uh, playing pretty much the same amount of time are uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Alonzo Mourning. So all in all, they are putting up 142 points a game. We go to the Milwaukee Bucks, who actually did really well kind of got carried by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but, like, you also had, you know, Michael Redd, who, oddly enough, just went off. Um, Giannis, of course, you know, Ray Allen, those guys. Uh, Anyway, so you're starting, uh, you're quote-unquote starting. Point guard is uh, Sidney Moncrief. Uh, You also have Sam Cassell. Then uh, Michael Red and Ray Allen are playing 24.9 and 24.8 minutes, uh, respectively, per game. Then uh, Marcus Johnson and uh, Glenn Robinson are your small forwards. Giannis Andetokounmpo um, and Terry Cummings are your your power forwards. And what I want to point out about Giannis here. This is from last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this is last year, Giannis, like MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Giannis in this sim is only playing 19.7 minutes a game. And I looked at that and I had to do a double take because I'm like, wait a second, hold up. How? And it turns out last year he only played 30.4 minutes a game. So, okay, it gets scaled down, but he's scoring 19.1 points in 19.7 minutes. That is insane. He's like consistently scoring 
a point a minute. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, we get it, Giannis. All right. You're the Greek freak for a reason. Anyway, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Vin Baker are your centers. And um, the Bucks have taken the lead as far as points go with 160.6 a game. And it's easy to see why. Now we move on to the Knicks. Um, and this team is just such a classic team. Mixed with a little bit of new blood, to be honest. So um, your two point guards are Walt Frazier and Stefan Marbury. Uh, with pretty similar um, numbers, to be honest. Then at shooting guard, you uh, your starter is Latrell Sprewell, um, and his backup is Allen Houston, who actually put up more points per game than Sprewell. Um, then at small forward, you have Bernard King and Carmelo Anthony splitting pretty evenly. Uh, power forward, you have Willis Reed as the starter and Kristaps Porzingis as your... Um, not your backup, but you know your your bench guy. Then um, your starter at center is actually Bob McAdoo. He's playing a minute more than Patrick Ewing, but um, Ewing is putting up more points. So your leading scorer here is Bernard King with twenty point six, a small forward. Um, and at the end of the day, the Knicks are putting up one hundred and fifty three point six points a game, which I believe would put them in second uh, above the Atlanta Hawks. So I'm just watching my time here. Um, We are at 25 minutes into this episode, uh, and I'll see how far we can get before uh, we we take a break at around half an hour. Anyway, um, the Orlando Magic. Starting point guard is Penny Hardaway, uh, now the coach at Memphis, if I'm not mistaken, Um, and he's backed up by Scott Skiles. Then you have Tracy McGrady and Victor Oladipo at shooting guard. McGrady is your starter there, and he is leading the team with 21.8 points a game. Then you have Grant Hill and Evan Fournier um, at small forward. Dwight Howard uh, gets moved down to power forward, um, and he's there with Rashard Lewis. And then you have Shaquille O'Neal and Nikola Vucevic uh, at center. Shaq is putting up about 20 points a game. This, given the lack of depth, is actually a pretty legit team, putting up 146.6 points a game. Now we move to another legit team, um, and that would be the Philly 76ers. So your two point guards, your starter is Allen Iverson, and Maurice Cheeks is your backup. AI is putting up... 18.8 points a game uh, with three assists, uh, about two steals, about three rebounds, and like 0.1 block, which I would expect. He's also only fouling one time on average, which is actually really good, even though he is a point guard. Like the numbers are going to be lower anyway because you're not in the paint, but that's still impressive. Anyway, uh, shooting guard, Jerry Stackhouse and Hershey Hawkins are um, they're splitting time pretty evenly at around 23 minutes. Then Billy Cunningham is actually your starting small forward, which pains me so much. But again, part of the reason is it, I feel like it was more common earlier on in the NBA for 
guys to go out and just play a full 48. Whereas now that's unheard of. You're not doing that because you, you want to keep guys fresh. Anyway, um, I have a feeling that's why Cunningham and some of these other guys, uh, their numbers are inflated. Um, but anyway, Dr. J is your second small forward. Then you have uh, the round mound to rebound Charles Barkley and uh, George McGinnis at power forward. Then uh, your two centers are Wilt Chamberlain and my man, Moses Malone. Wilt Chamberlain is leading the team in scoring uh, with 20 points or so. And um, overall, the Sixers are putting up 151 per game. So now we go to Toronto. um, And you have, again, a younger team, but surprisingly okay here. Um, Anyway, your point guards uh, starting is Damon Studemeyer, followed by Kyle Lowry. Then uh, your starting shooting guard is Doug Christie, uh, followed by DeMar DeRozan. Vince Carter is your starting small forward, and he's backed up by Jalen Rose. Uh, Then Pascal Siakam is your starting power forward, and he's followed by Serge Baca. I know he's a center, but, you know, he can also play power forward. Then you have Chris Bosh as your starting center, followed by Andrea Bargnani. Your top scorer here is DeMar DeRozan with 18, and they're putting up 144 points a game. I am going to stop here. Uh, We have one more team left in the East, but uh, I will be right back after this message from our guys at Anchor. So see you on the other side. All right. Thank you for listening to that message from Anchor. And now we are back with the last team in the Eastern Conference, and that would be the Washington Wizards, who did better than I expected, actually, and better than one of these players, well, probably more than one of these players, but a specific player's other team. Um, And that specific player, excuse me, is Michael Jordan, um, who doesn't put up Chicago Bulls numbers here, but they're better than the Bulls. Anyway, um... Actually, I think the uh, the Wizards, out of the Wizards, the Jazz, and the Trailblazers, might be the best ones. So, JR, you're welcome. Ethan, I'm sorry. I feel your pain. Anyway, um, your two point guards are uh, Gilbert Arenas from uh, 2005. I hadn't heard of this guy, but I was like, he's putting up 30 points a game. What? <laughs> so... Anyway, um, his backup is John Wall, the longtime point guard, newly with the Rockets. Uh, Then you have Earl Monroe and Bradley Beal at shooting guard, uh, Bernard King and Michael Jordan at small forward, because MJ played small forward in in Washington. Then uh, you have Elvin Hayes at power forward, playing an impressive 27 minutes a game, um, backed up by Chris Webber. Uh, then Walt Bellamy and Wes Unseld are your two centers. Um, Walt Bellamy leads the team in scoring with 19.4. Um, yeah, this is a shame. This team is kind of low on blocks, although Ev- Elvin Hayes makes up for it with his 1.8. Uh, he makes up for it a little bit, but Bellamy and Unseld both these seasons both happened before they were recording steals and blocks. So like, yeah, this is 1961 Bellamy and 1969 Unzeld. So 
I'm like, okay, you know, you, it, it's a shame that you have to lose that. Um, and since we just finished the, the Eastern conference, we may as well just look at the standings overall. So, um, I organize these by fantasy points. Uh, and so the way the fantasy points work essentially are, um, you get two points for every two point field goal, I believe, uh, three points for every three pointer, uh, one point for every free throw. Uh, one point for every rebound, one point for every assist, two points for every steal, and two points for every block, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, uh, so the 76ers lead with about 293. Then it's followed by the Wizards, um, the Bucks, the Nets, the Magic, the Hawks, the Pistons, and the Bulls. Um, and if this were like playoffs, you know, they'd be your eight seed, uh, which means... These are who would not be making the playoffs. The Celtics, the Cavaliers, the Pacers, the Knicks, the Heat, the Raptors, and the Hornets. Um, the Hornets, of course, are your low scorers. The Bucks are your high scorers, um, even though they are only the three seed. Um, all right, so let's move on to the Western Conference here, and we'll start out with the Dallas Mavericks. So the Mavericks, I was surprised, actually put up a pretty good amount of points. Um, so starting point guard um, is actually Derek Harper, but Luka Doncic is um, playing like two minutes less and putting up like seven or eight more points. So pretty impressive. I mean, it's Luca. Are we really surprised? Anyway, uh, Jim Jackson is your starting shooting guard, uh, followed by Rolando Blackman. Your starting small forward is Michael Finley from 1999, uh, who in that year actually averaged 22.6 points a game. Here he's averaging 15.3. Um, your other small forward is Mark Aguirre, who in four less minutes is putting up five more points, and that's just ridiculous. Anyway, uh, starting power forward is Dirk Nowitzki. He is uh, backed up by Jay Vincent. And then your centers are Kristaps Porzingis and Sean Bradley. Um, not terrible as far as blocks here. Uh, probably one of the better teams, actually, with uh, six blocks a game. I mean, not terribly spectacular. Uh, anyway, Mark Aguirre is your uh, your leading scorer with 20 points, although Luka Doncic is right on his heels. Anyway, we move to Denver. And um, the Nuggets also can score um, in a flash. They um, their, their two point guards are uh, Fat Lever and... Um, Michael Adams. I mean, no offense to uh, to Fat Lever, but kind of an unfortunate name. Um, I mean, I just don't get it. And he's not the only guy to be nicknamed Fat, but I'm like, why Why do you want to be called Fat? Anyway, um, so Fat Lever is um, playing about a minute more than, uh, than Adams, but Adams is putting up five more points. Anyway, um, Allen Iverson is your starting shooting guard from like, 2006, 2007. Um, and yes, I put him at point guard with the Sixers, but he was actually a combo guard. He can really play both. Um, 
and his backup is David Thompson, who in like two and a half less minutes is putting up about the same amount of points. So again, we have some high efficiency guys here. Then uh, Carmelo Anthony and Alex English are splitting time at small forward. Both are putting up about 18 and a half points a game. Um, then you have Kiki Vandeweg uh, as your starting power forward. Bobby Jones is right on his heels, but is putting up 10 less points a game. Seems to kind of be the story. So you have two guys playing the same amount of minutes, and one is putting up drastically more points than the other. Uh, your starting center is actually Dikembe Mutombo, but um, like I just mentioned, Dan Eisel, who uh, is your backup center, is putting up eight more points. Your scoring leader here is Kiki Vandeweg uh, with 19.3, but you have uh, four other guys, actually five other guys above 17 points. So this is a pretty good basketball team. Um, that really combines um, guys from the NBA era, like, you know, AI and Alex English, with guys like Dan Isel, who came from the ABA. So then we go to um, the Warriors, who are just downright terrifying. These are the highest scorers we have seen thus far. Um, and so your starting point guard is Steph Curry, who I believe I want to say was in his MVP season there, um, who in reality had averaged 30 points a game here. He only averages 18.5. Your backup is, uh, Baron Davis who actually plays more minutes. So he's really not the backup. Uh, he plays three more minutes than Steph and scores five less points. Story of the hour. Uh, Mitch Richmond is your starting shooting guard, um, and he's swapping off with World B Free, who is averaging about the same amount of points, around you know 14, 15. Rick Barry and Chris Mullen are playing the exact amount of minutes, the exact same amount of minutes. Um, Rick Barry is averaging 18.8 points a game. Chris Mullen is averaging 15.8. Um, they're both averaging about like a steal and a half a game, 1.8 for Barry, 1.3 for Mullen. Anyway, your starting power forward is actually Draymond Green, uh, who I want to say was in his defensive player of the year, year. Um, but KD is outscoring him by seven points. Then my man, Wilt Chamberlain, this is taken from his season where he scored an average of 50 points a game and he has 31, which is insane for this because literally in 30 minutes, he's putting up 31 points and he's putting up more points in half, not half a game. He's putting up more points in three quarters of a game than some, a lot of guys put up in a full game. Um, Anyway, your backup is Nate Thurmond, and obviously Wilt Chamberlain is your leading scorer. And um, as I alluded to, the Warriors are now the leading scoring team with 163.8. So now the Rockets um, can also put up points, and they're powered by guys like you know James Harden, Moses Malone, um, Tracy McGrady. 
Elvin Hayes, those kind of guys. Anyway, um, I, I do want to add, this is a very tall team. I mean, Ralph Sampson is at power forward and he's what, seven, four. Uh, and then of course you've got Olajuwon and Malone. Elvin Hayes was pretty tall. So this is kind of a stacked lineup height wise. Um, Anyway, your starting point guard is Calvin Murphy, and he is splitting time with Kevin Martin. James Harden and Tracy McGrady are splitting time at the shooting guard position. Your your starting small forward is Rudy Tomjanovic, um, and he's backed up by Robert Reed. Elvin Hayes is your starting power forward, and he is backed up quite literally um, because he's playing like four and a half less minutes uh, by Ralph Sampson. And then Moses Malone is your starting center, and he's backed up by Akeem Olajuwon. And before anyone says it, I just could not put Yao Ming in here. Um, Not that I have anything against Yao Ming. It's just when you have a team with Moses Malone and Akeem Olajuwon, you just... You you can't. You gotta pick those two guys over over Yao. Um, So... I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all you Yao fans. Um, anyway, we move to the Clippers, and you will now see why I think World Be Free is insane. Um, Clippers are actually pretty good here. Um, by the way, the Rockets were putting up about 159 points a game. So anyway, uh, World Be Free is your starting point guard. Again, another combo guard like AI. Um, he is second in scoring, believe it or not, with 20 points a game. He's backed up by Chris Paul. Uh, Randy Smith is your starting shooting guard, and he's splitting time with Ron Harper. Then uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are splitting time at the small forward position, and Paul George is only playing like 20 minutes, uh, actually 19.6 per game, but he's still putting up a respectable 14.2. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this was the year he led the league in steals, maybe? I might be wrong. Um, I could be very, very wrong. I don't think that was the year. Never mind. Um, regardless, very good player. Um, then you have Terry Cummings and Blake Griffin splitting time at power forward. And then your starting center is Bob McAdoo, and he is quite literally backed up by DeAndre Jordan, uh, who's playing six less minutes. So Bob McAdoo is your leading scorer with 22.8 points a game. And you're probably like, Bob McAdoo didn't play for the Clippers, but Bob McAdoo actually played for the Baltimore, sorry, not the Baltimore, the Buffalo Braves, um, who then moved to San Diego and became the Clippers, who then moved to LA and became the laughing stock of the league until like 10 years ago when you get guys like Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. Anyway, uh, Clippers are putting up a respectable 156.4 points a game. Now we move to the Lakers, who are just insane, and with good reason. This is honestly how I expected the Celtics to be, but that was a massive letdown. Uh, Anyway, your starting point guard is Jerry West, um, and uh, LeBron is actually your your backup point guard. Uh, LeBron can literally play anywhere he wants, um, but given the, the rest of the guys that you have here, point guard made sense, especially since he spent the past two seasons listed as a point guard. Then you have Kobe and Magic Johnson at shooting guard. Again, I know Magic Johnson was a point guard, 
but he was a combo guard. He can play both. Um, Elvin Hayes is the leading scorer on this team with 23.9, or sorry, not Elvin Hayes, Elgin Baylor. Why did I even say that? Elgin Baylor, uh, who I did not realize is absolutely insane. Uh, and he's backed up by James Worthy. Then you have Vern Mickelson uh, starting at power forward back from the uh, the Minneapolis days. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Lakers started out in Minneapolis, which makes more sense given that Minnesota is nicknamed the land of a thousand lakes. Um, or is it 10,000? Anyway, a lot of lakes. Um, and the backup to him is Anthony Davis, who's putting up more points. Um then you have Shaquille O'Neal and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar splitting time pretty evenly at center. All in all, the Lakers are putting up 170 points a game, and this is a team you do not want to face anywhere. Um, moving on to the Grizzlies, this is just dismal. I'm sorry. that There is just a complete void of star power. So your starting point guard is Mike Conley, um, and... I put John Morant as the backup, even though we've only seen one year, but he was rookie of the year. And frankly, I couldn't find enough depth that I could justify putting in over a guy like Ja, who averaged 18 points a game uh, in reality. Anyway, Michael Dickerson and OJ Mayo are um, your two shooting guards. Then you have Sharif Abdur-Rahim and Rudy Gay. Um, at uh, small forward, and Rudy Gay, of course, is who our uh, most recent interviewee, Malik Ben-Levy, called, quote-unquote, cold. Um, so check out that interview, just a little shameless plug. He's a um, NBA G Leaguer for the Utah Jazz, who we will get to later. Um, actually, not for the Jazz. It's the Salt Lake City Stars. Anyway, um, so Sharif Abdur-Rahim, Rudy Gay. Then you have uh, Pau Gasol and uh, Zach Randolph at power forward, followed by Pau's brother, Mark Gasol, and Bryant Reeves playing both playing 22.6 minutes a game at center. Your leading scorer is Zach Randolph. Or no, no, sorry, sorry. It's Sharif Abdur-Rahim with 15.2 points a game. This team is absolutely pathetic in the grand scheme of the rest of these teams, and they're only putting up 129 points a game. Again, not a normal sentence, but it's true. Um, Anyway, Timberwolves. You have... um, Pooh Richardson starting at uh, point guard, followed by Terrell Brandon. Um, Then your two shooting guards are Tony Campbell, who is very much the starter, and Kevin Martin. Andrew Wiggins and Tom Gugliotta are uh, your small forwards. Kevin Garnett and Kevin Love are um, your power forwards. And uh, Al Jefferson, actually, is your starting center, followed by Carl Anthony Towns. Um, so this team actually surprised me. I was expecting more of a like a Hornets or a uh, a Grizzlies vibe coming from these guys, but they actually put up a somewhat respectable 143 points a game. And your leading scorer is actually Kevin Love, um, who's only playing 23.8 points a game, which that actually might be 
why they're only putting up 142 points or 143 rather. Um, anyway, we go to the Pelicans who followed the Timberwolves a little bit and are probably the most respectable recent team. Um, I mean, these, the Pelicans have been around for like maybe 15 years, maybe maybe 20. It depends. The continuity is all messed up because of um, when the Hornets moved and they became you know, the New Orleans Hornets, and then you have the Charlotte Bobcats, and one of the two of them is the Pelicans now, and the other Charlotte Hornets are, they've taken the history of the old Charlotte Hornets, which wasn't actually them. It's really confusing. If you really want to know, look it up on Wikipedia, and I don't know, maybe you can explain it to me. Anyway, uh, your starting point guard is actually Baron Davis, but he's splitting time with Chris Paul. Then you have Drew Holiday and Eric Gordon at shooting guard, uh, Jamal Mashburn and Brandon Ingram at small forward, Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson at power forward, David West and Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins um, at center here. Uh, so your leading scorer is Anthony Davis with 18.7 points a game. And, uh, you know, respectable 145 points. So we move on here to the Thunder. And you have some teams here that it's like, or some players here, excuse me, who played for them when they were Thunder. But a lot of these guys are back from Seattle when they were the Seattle Supersonics. Um, anyway, your starting point guard is Russell Westbrook. Um followed by Fred Brown. Then you have uh, Ray Allen and Dale Ellis at shooting guard. Uh, Kevin Durant is your team's leading scorer at small forward. Uh, and Paul George is also there. He, um, That, I think, is the year he won either defensive player of the year or like was the steel champ or something like that. Anyway, uh, Spencer Haywood is your starting uh, power forward, followed by Tom Chambers who I believe we will get to later once we hit the ABA. Then uh, Jack Sigma is your starting center, followed by Sean Kemp, who I think should be in the Hall of Fame, but for some reason people don't put him there. Um, anyway, Seattle slash Oklahoma City is putting up 167.2 points a game, which is really impressive. That is good for second so far, um, which I was not expecting, to be quite honest. Anyway, we go to Phoenix. Um, oh, and we actually get Tom Chambers again here. Uh, anyway, so point guards are Charlie Scott and Steve Nash. Uh, your shooting guards are Devin Booker and Paul Westfall, who Westfall is playing four minutes less. Uh, yeah, call it three. Um, and he's only putting up a point less. So very impressive there. Then you have, um, that is really bizarre. Actually, I need to check that. Um, anyway, Connie Hawkins is, uh, supposedly the starting small forward, but if I'm not mistaken, back when he was in the ABA, he played center for the, uh, the Pittsburgh Condors, um, I'm going to fact check that real quick. Anyway, um, your other 
Yeah, no, that's true. That is really weird. Huh. He went straight from center to small forward. Oh, that makes sense though. He was six, eight. So he was a very small center anyway. Um, so Connie Hawkins and Walter Davis, who Walter Davis is playing six less minutes and is still scoring 16 points, just like Connie Hawkins. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the Prince of Pizza, Charles Barkley, uh, is putting up 17 points a game in 25 minutes. And Tom Chambers, who I just talked about, is putting up 18 in actually the same amount of time as Charles Barkley. Then uh, Amari Studemeyer is your starting center, followed by Alvin Adams. And that's Alvin with an A-N, not an I-N. Anyway, um, Suns are putting up a, a very respectable 162.4 a game. Good for, I believe, third overall. Now here's my team, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, so your starting point guard is, of course, Damian Lillard, and he's backed up by Terry Porter. Damian Lillard is actually your uh, leading scorer with 19.4. Then you have Clyde the Glide Drexler uh, starting at shooting guard, followed by Jeff Petrie. Uh, Kiki Vandeweg is your, um, your starting small forward, and he's backed up by Calvin Natt. Then uh, Sidney Wicks and LaMarcus Aldridge are at power forward, uh, and Rashid Wallace and Bill Walton are at center. So all in all, Blazers putting up 149.5 points a game. I've seen better, but I've seen worse. Now we move on to the Sacramento Kings, who started out in, I believe, Cincinnati, uh, which is where we get some of these guys like Oscar Robertson. Um, and also they then moved to uh, Kansas City, where you get some of the other guys like, I believe, Otis Birdsong and Tiny Archibald. Anyway, um, Oscar Robertson and Tiny Archibald are putting up really nice numbers. They are your two point guards, each playing about 27 minutes a game. Then uh, Mitch Richmond and Otis Birdsong are your shooting guards. Tom Van Arsdale and Peja Stojakovic are your small forwards. Uh, Jerry Lucas and Chris Webbers are Chris Weber are your power forwards. Um, Vlade Divac is your, uh, your starting, technically speaking, um, center and, uh, DeMarcus Cousins is the other center there, even though he is putting up nearly double what Divac did. Um, anyway, your leading scorer is Tiny Archibald with uh 20 and a half. The big O Oscar Robertson is right behind him with 19. Anyway. 152.7 is what the Kings are scoring on average. Now we move to the Spurs, um, who are putting up almost remarkable numbers, honestly. A lot more than I expected, but your uh, your two-point guards are Tony Parker, the fiery Francophile, and uh, Donnie Freeman. Then your shooting guards are George, the Iceman, Gervin, and Manu Ginobili. Uh, DeMar DeRozan and Kawhi Leonard are your small forwards. Tim Duncan and Larry Kennan are your power forwards, and uh, David Robinson and LaMarcus Aldridge are your centers. So your leading scorer is Gervin with 22.4, although David Robinson is actually averaging uh, 20 points a game. So very good there, and in total, 
the Spurs are averaging a commendable 166 points a game. And so I said we were going to get to the Utah Jazz earlier when I talked about Malik Ben-Levy. And uh, here we are. We are at Utah. So, Ethan, listen carefully. Um, Your starting point guard is, of course, John Stockton. Um, I I mean, you can't make a case for anyone else. Then uh, you have Darren Williams uh, barely backing him up. They're splitting pretty evenly. Then you have Pete Maravich playing 28 minutes a game, uh, and he's backed up by Donovan Mitchell. Then you have Adrian Dantley and John Drew uh, at small forward. Carl Malone and Carlos Boozer are your power forwards. Um, Mark Eaton and Mehmet Okur are your um, are your centers. And Ethan is probably screaming at me because I do not have Rudy Gobert. And honestly, I'm kind of screaming at myself here because I'm like, what made me not put Gobert in here? I get why I had Eaton in here. Mark Eaton in, let's see what year this is, 1984. He was registering 5.6 blocks a game. And in the sim, he is averaging 3.8 a game. That makes sense why I put him here. But what about Gobert? Like, he's a one-time All-Star, but he's a two-time defensive player of the year. And he's still averaging a decent amount of points. Um, He's averaging like mid to low teens. Whereas Okur in... Let's see what's... I believe this was his all-star season. Actually, yes. Yes, it was. 2006 to 2007. Um, He was averaging 17.6. I mean, kind of a coin flip, especially when you've got Mark Eaton there. But um, anyway, sorry, Ethan. Gobert's not there. Um, And your leading score is um, Pete Maravich with 21 a game. Adrian Dantley is right on his heels with 20.7, and Carl uh, Malone shoots the gap between the both of them with 20.9. And uh, that's good for 149.8 points uh, per game. And now we enter the ABA. So if you recall my episode on the, you know, the ABA mock merger, um, the ABA started in 1967, and it ended at the end of the 1975-76 season, in which the Kentucky Colonels, the uh, Spirits of St. Louis, and the Virginia Squires all folded. Um, and of course, you know, the Pacers, the Spurs, the, let's see if I can do it, the Pacers, the Spurs, the Nuggets, and who on earth am I missing? The Nets. Um, the four of them came into the NBA. However, there were some other teams that had folded previous to then. So, of course, in this, you're going to get the Colonels, the the Spirits, and the Squires, but you're also going to get the the Memphis Sounds, I know, so tacky, um, who were also known as the Memphis Tams, the Memphis Pros, and the New Orleans Buccaneers, Um, the Pittsburgh Condors, um, also known as the Pittsburgh Pipers and I believe the Minnesota Pipers. Yes. Um, wow. That is so weird. They started out in Pittsburgh, moved to Minnesota, moved back to Pittsburgh and kept the same name through all three of those. And then became the Condors and stayed in, um, 
in uh, Pittsburgh. Anyway, um, then you have the San Diego Sales. Um, yes, who started out as the San Diego Conquistadors and then became the Sales in their last year, which actually was 1975 to 76, but they folded after 11 games. That's right. I remember that now. You have uh, the Spirits of St. Louis, who played under a bunch of different names. Uh, they started out as the Houston Mavericks, then became the Carolina Cougars. And then in 1974, became the Spirits of St. Louis, named, of course, after the uh, famous plane of Charles Lindbergh. Um, one quick note on the Kentucky Colonels. They actually stayed. They had the same name throughout the entire ABA. Uh, anyway, we moved to the Floridians, and that was just their name, was Floridians. Um, literally, the Floridians, who started out as the Minnesota Muskies, moved to Miami, and became the Miami Floridians, and then for some reason in 1970 just decided to drop the Miami part. Anyway, uh, then you have the Utah Stars, who um, started as the Anaheim Amigos, became the LA Stars, and then the Utah Stars, and they folded after 16 games into the 1975 season. Anyway, we start with the Kentucky Colonels. Your point guards are uh, Louis Dampier and Ted McLean, who uh, Louis Dampier is putting up 27.5 points a game. Or, sorry, uh, that's how many minutes are being played by him. Um, and Ted McLean is only playing 18.4, so almost 10 minutes less. Uh, then Daryl Carrier uh, and Rick Mount are your shooting guards, and same thing there. Daryl Carrier is playing 26 po- uh, minutes a game, and Rick Mount is only playing 20. Um, then, oh, such a great name. Cincinnatus Powell and Bird Averett are your small forwards. Powell is playing 24.3 a game, um, and Averett is playing about 20. Dan Isel and Goose Ligon are your uh, your power forwards. Isel playing 29 minutes a game, which is really good. Um, well, really long, not necessarily good. And uh, Goose Ligon only 25. Artis Gilmore and Gene Moore are your um, your centers. Gilmore putting up 29.3 minutes, and um, Moore staying in the game for 21. So. For each of these positions, there is a very clear um, starter. So um, your leading scorer is Dan Isel with 20.5 points a game. And um, the Colonels are putting up 131.7 points, um, which is sad, not for them, but for the Grizzlies. Or no, not the Grizzlies. Excuse me. The um, No, yeah, it was the Grizzlies, who were putting up like 129. Congratulations. You got beat by a squad from a league that doesn't even exist anymore. Anyway, we moved to the Memphis Sounds. Your uh, shoot, your point guards, excuse me, are Jimmy Jones and George Thompson. Jimmy Jones is your leading scorer with 18.5. Then Steve Jones and Johnny Newman uh, are your shooting guards. Wendell Ladner and Ronald Franz are your um, your small forwards. Jackie Moreland and Will Jones are your power forwards. And uh, Red Robbins, not to be confused with a hamburger. Uh, and Randy Denton are your centers. And uh, overall, the 
Memphis Sound slash Pros slash Tam slash New Orleans Buccaneers are um, putting up 126.5 points a game. Now we move to Pittsburgh slash Minnesota um, to the Condors. And Charlie Williams is the starting point guard, followed by Steven Vachendak. I definitely didn't say that right, but I hope I did. Uh, George Thompson and Chico Vaughn are your uh, your shooting guards. Man, Chico Vaughn, what a name. Sounds like a guy that belongs on like a 70s sitcom um, or like Chips or something. I don't expect any of you to know that if you're under the age of like 40. But um, anyway, Chips, look it up. Look that up when you're uh, you're trying to understand the the Charlotte Hornets thing. That I'm sure will be worth your while. Anyway, John Brisker and Frank Card are your small forwards. Stu Johnson and Trooper Washington, what a name, are your um, your power forwards. And Connie Hawkins and Mike Lewis are your uh, your centers. Connie Hawkins uh, is putting up 20.8 points a game. John Brisker's right behind him with 20.2. And um, Connie Hawkins, of course, is your your leader uh, as far as points go. And they are putting up 133.9 points a game. Good for first in the uh, ABA so far. Now we move to San Diego to the sales. And um, your your starting pointing guard, point guard is Bo Lamar, um, who is putting up, not putting up, playing 27.8 points a game, while uh, his backcourt partner, Chuck Williams, is putting up 27.1. So pretty even split there for the two point guards, but they're on the court a lot of the time. Um, Oliver Taylor and Larry Miller are your shooting guards who are obviously trading off with the two point guards. Then Travis Grant and Jerry Chambers are your uh, small forwards. Uh, Grant actually is your your leading point scorer with 18.5. Then Stu Johnson, here he is again, and uh, Lee Davis are your power forwards. And Caldwell Jones, uh, brother of Will Jones, actually, and Gene Moore, again, are your uh, your centers. So the sales are putting up 124.1 points a game, and that is good for dead last in the ABA. Anyway, we move to the Spirits of St. Louis. And your two point guards are Willie Somerset and Matt Calvin. Your shooting guards are Bob Verga and Freddie Lewis. Billy Cunningham, yes, the same Billy Cunningham of the Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, Joe Caldwell are your small forwards. Marvin Barnes and Stu Johnson, here he is again, um, are your your power forwards. And uh, Jim McDaniels and Maurice Lucas are uh, your centers. Your leading scorer is... um, Bob Verga with 17.8 points a game. And um, the Spirits of St. Louis are putting up a league best, at least to this point, um, 144.4 points per game. Now we move on to the Floridians. It's like the Ohio State. Anyway, Matt Calvin, uh, who was the backup for the Spirits of St. Louis, is actually your starting point guard uh, for the Floridians and also your leading point scorer. No, he's not. He um, he is putting up 18 points a game. Your leading point scorer is actually Donnie Freeman, who is the, technically speaking, bench uh, shooting guard, who's putting up 18.1, but I'll get to him in a second. Anyway, secondary point guard is Maurice McCartley. Um, anyway, Donnie Freeman 
is uh, your shooting guard. Also, Larry Jones. Uh, Willie Mural. That is probably not how I say it, but, well, no, it's how I say it. Probably not how I should say it. Anyway, him and Ronald Franz are your uh, small forwards. Les Hunter and Donald Sedell are your power forwards. Mel Daniels and Ira Harge are your centers. So, like I said, Donnie Freeman is your leading scorer with Mac Calvin hot on his tail. And um, the Floridians put up 130.2 points a game, which decent, kind of middle of the road for ABA. Anyway, we go to Utah and the Utah Stars. So, Mac Calvin, again, is uh, one of your point guards with Jimmy Jones, who we talked about earlier. Uh, then you have Ron Boone and Steven Chubin at shooting guard. Ron Boone is your leading point scorer with 16.8 per game. Uh, Willie Wise and Ben Warley are your small forwards. Wayne Hightower and Warren Davis are your power forwards. Zelmo Beatty, formerly of the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Actually, they were probably still in St. Louis at that point. Um, is one of your centers, as is Moses Malone. Um, which that was actually Moses Malone's rookie year. So the stars are putting up 126.4 points a game. Yeah, not that great. Going to be honest here. Anyway, we go to the Virginia Squires who are somehow the best team. And I would mostly attribute that to, uh, Rick Barry and Julie Irving, but, um, we'll get to that in a second. So the Utah, sorry. The Virginia Squires, they um, have Matt Calvin as their their starting point guard, and he's backed up by Mike Barrett. Uh, Then Charlie Scott, you know, the same guy from the Suns. Um, Him and Warren Jabali are your uh, shooting guards. Somehow, wow, somehow Charlie Scott is your leading scorer with 23.4 points. But Rick Berry and uh, Julius Irving are right on his tail. They are both small forwards. Rick Barry is putting up 23 points a game. Dr. J is putting up 21.6. Willie Wise, again, um, and Gary Brads are your power forwards. Jim Hadnot and Mike Green are your two centers. And the Virginia Squires put up an ABA best 152 points per game. Um, So we'll go to the ABA here. Um, and right after that, I just remembered, I forgot to give you the final standings for the NBA West. So I'll go back to that. Um, anyway, the ABA, the Squires are of course the best with, uh, 264 fantasy points a game. Um, then you go to the spirits of St. Louis and the Kentucky Colonels, um, the Utah stars, the San Diego sales, the Memphis sounds, the Pittsburgh condors, and the Floridians, um, which just a disclaimer, the Condors and the Floridians, even though the ABA had a three point line, the ABA still did not record. um, They didn't record steals or blocks until like 73 or 74. So both of those teams do not have any recorded steals or blocks of the stats. So take that with a grain of salt, but the Squires are insane. Anyway, we go to the NBA Western Conference. The Lakers are the best with 319 points a game. Then the Warriors, um, or sorry, that wasn't per game. That was fantasy points per game. Um, The Thunder, the Clippers, the Rockets, the Spurs, the Suns, the Nuggets, 
Then you have the Jazz, the Pelicans, the Trailblazers, the Mavericks, the Kings, the Timberwolves, and the Grizzlies. And of course, the cutoff line is right below the Nuggets. So the Jazz and the Blazers both miss out on the playoffs if there were to be playoffs. All right. So if we look at the teams as a whole here, big picture out of all of the teams I just talked about, I know that was a lot. Um, out of all the teams, the Lakers lead in field goals with 63.3 as a team. Uh, they also lead in field goals attempted with 127.9 uh, per game. The highest field goal percentage is 51% from the Suns. Uh, the Pelicans both attempted the most amount of three-pointers, uh, 30, uh, as well as... Um, they, they drained the, the most amount of three-pointers at 10.5 per game. The Warriors have the highest three-point percentage. Thank you, Steph Curry, um, at 39%. The Lakers um, made the most free throws and attempted the most free throws, uh, 40 and 53, respectively. Uh, but the Thunder have the highest team free throw percentage, which is 84%. Then you look at the uh, the total rebounds, and the 76ers lead the way with 60.5. The Lakers have a league-leading 36 assists. The Clippers lead with 11 steals. The Nuggets lead with 7.7 blocks. The Sounds, the Memphis Sounds, lead all teams with 23 personal fouls. The Lakers have the most points with 170.4 and, of course, have the most fantasy points with 319.5. Now, I also did a little bit of all-star stuff here, too. Um, And so if we go the all-star East team, your point guards are Isaiah Thomas and Trey Young. Uh, This is based, of course, on fantasy points. So I will get there in a second. Um, then you have Michael Jordan from the Bulls and Tracy McGrady from the Magic uh, as your shooting guards. Nets, Dr. J, and Cavs, LeBron are your small forwards. George McGinnis from the Pacers and Giannis are your power forwards. 76ers, Wilt Chamberlain, and Bucks, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar are your centers. Not a bad team. A uh, little weak, I would say, in the front court. Okay. I just realized I called a front court with Michael Jordan weak, but um, they're they're pretty solid uh, for sure with big men. Then you go to the West. Your two point guards are Russell Westbrook and Luka Doncic. James Harden, uh, of course, from the Rockets, uh, and Magic Johnson are your shooting guards. Elgin Baylor and Kevin Durant from the Thunder um, are your small forwards. Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan are your power forwards. Wilt Chamberlain from the Warriors um, and David Robinson are your centers. Then you go to the ABA. Your two point guards are the Sounds, uh, Jimmy Jones, and the Floridians, Mac Calvin. Then uh, the Squires, Warren Jabali, and uh, the Stars, Ron Boone. Then uh, Julius Irving and Rick Barry, both from the Squires, are your small forwards. They're literally in everything. They're... The two small forwards for the Nets, the two small forwards for the Squires, the two small forwards for the All-Star team. It's ridiculous. Anyway, the Colonels, Dan Isel, and the Spirits, Marvin Barnes, are your power forwards. 
And then your two centers are the Colonel's Artist Kilmore and the Sales Caldwell Jones. So now let's see how we got there. We look at um, all of our, our players here. And just so you know, there are 380 players, which is ridiculous. Now, there are some repeats. I'll give you that. But by far, I think the best here is Wilt Chamberlain from the Warriors um, because he has the most fantasy points with 52.41. And the next closest is his 76ers self with 42.61. Anyway, um, so minutes played. Uh, with 29.8 is the Warriors' Wilt Chamberlain. He also leads with field goals and field goals attempted with 12.4 and um, 24.3. The um, the highest field goal percentage out of all of these guys is. Hold up, let me let me sort. There's a lot of guys here. Bear with me, please. Um. Highest field goal percentage is DeAndre Jordan with 71%. Um, and the next highest is Artis Gilmore with 60%. Um, and this is, of course, Clippers' DeAndre Jordan. Anyway, um, the most three points attempted goes to um, Steph Curry with 3.1 per game. Uh, James, or sorry, sorry, he's three points made. James Harden is three points attempted with 8.3. Um, and the best three-point percentage in this um, is Travis Grant. Okay, not exactly Travis Grant. Yes, he has a 50%, he has a 50% three-point percentage, but he's averaging zero three-points attempted and three zero three-points made. So essentially what's happened here is he will go for like, he'll go like one for two in his entire season. Um, so he doesn't count. There are a couple of other guys in there. Really who it comes down to is Dale Ellis with 48% from the arc. Uh, and that's of course the Thunder, Dale Ellis. Actually the um, the Supersonics, I believe. Then we go to free throws made and you have Rick Berry with 7.8, famous for that underhand shot. Um, then free throws attempted goes to Wilt Chamberlain uh, from the Warriors with 10.5. Free throw percentage, the highest one is the Kings Peja Stojakovic with 93% from the line, which is very impressive. Um, total rebounds, I believe, is the Warriors Chamberlain, yes, with 15.8. Next place is 15.2 with Bill Russell. Uh, then you look at assists, and who is leading in assists? I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's John Stockton with 9.8 per game. Isaiah Thomas with 8.7 in second place. Then we move to steals, and uh, Scotty Pippen is leading the, I guess, the league in steals with 1.9. Then um, blocks probably would end up going to Bill Russell in all reality, but um since that wasn't recorded, it's actually Mark Eaton of the Jazz with 3.8. Then we move to personal fouls, and we get Gene Moore, the center from the sales, with 3.3 fouls in 22 minutes. Um, and then points in general. You have the Warriors' Wilt Chamberlain with 31, and he, of course, 
has the most fantasy points with, like I said, 52.41. So overall, um, this is very exciting. Part of me apologizes for taking all of your time, but the other part of me really hopes you enjoyed this as much as I did. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the next episode will be like, but, um, you'll find out once I put it out. So until next time, I'm Todd File, and I am signing off.